Hello and welcome to another episode of Meta Sidekicks. My name is Liv. This is M. M, do you have a fun fact for us today? Dude, I'm so excited. Not all geckos can lose their tails and grow them back. You're welcome. That is true. Because I had Trico and I was always afraid that they were going to shoot their tail off and then it never grow back. That is not one of the species that doesn't do that. They Dude, grow their tail back. Lied to forever. I feel like everything I tried to look up, they were like, no, they'll die. They keep all their nutrients in their tail like a camel. And if they lose it, they go kaput. And I was like, no. Leopard geckos will regenerate their tails. Excellent. Rustic geckos will not. You're welcome. Huh. What about the dragon ones? Dragons don't lose their tails. They're not a gecko. It's not a gecko. <laughs> That's true. What about the Geico gecko? What kind of gecko is that one? I don't know. Damn. Anyways, today we're doing listener stories. And if you guys are new to the podcast... We are Psychic Medium's best friends, Twin Flames, and we try to be comedians about all things spiritual, metaphysical, paranormal, etc. So, you guys sent us in your listener stories. We are going to read them. And as Psychic Mediums, we're going to give some commentary about whether or not something is happening in your story or what our insight is into it because we're qualified, hopefully. Maybe not. I don't know. You decide. You sent us your stories. So you got to think something of us, right? Yeah. So stories. <laughs> yeah. Which one do you want to start with? The black hand. Mm, I don't think. Oh, wait. It's at the bottom. Giselle G. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the story goes, ever since I was little, I was always able to see, feel, hear, and smell things. Hey, me too. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was especially susceptible because I had a rough childhood and our household had a lot of negative energy from constantly fighting. My mom always tried to balance the energy of the house by praying and using her strong positive energy. Anyways, in the story, I was like six or seven. My mom, my little brother, and I used to all sleep in one room because I was always afraid of the dark and sleeping alone. I could see and sense things in the shadows of the rooms, and I suffered from insomnia from a young age. That night, I remember I was trying to feel the comfort of my mom on my right and my little brother on my left. I always slept in the middle on our queen-sized bed. But I couldn't sleep because I had a bad, ang anxious feeling in my stomach. I was even sweating. Then I heard my mom tell me, Giselle, can you pass me my phone? I was like, oh, okay. I turned to look at her and saw that she was asleep, so I was like, did she really say that? I look around and ask her where it was quietly, and she answered again. Your brother has it. So I was like, okay, so maybe she's half awake. I looked to my left to check my brother's hand for my mom's phone, and all of a sudden I saw a black hand with long claw-like fingers, like Edward Scissor's hand-type fingers, and I panicked. It reached out to me from under the bed. I quickly jerked back into bed and covered myself from head to toe. Like that, I forced myself into sleep. That wasn't the only time I saw, felt, and heard that and smelled those things. Smelled the black hand, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it was one of the moments I've never forget. I was so young, I was never taught how to protect myself against entities, and I was always taught that God is our protection. Nothing against God. I do believe in a higher being, but I'm not Christian anymore for religious trauma reasons. I ended up blocking off my clairs for self-preservation. 
I'm trying to slowly reopen myself to the metaphysical again and use my gifts to help people and myself. And you two wonderful women are really teaching me a lot. I feel less alone and less afraid. I'm thankful to have come across your YouTube channel and podcast. Keep it up. Dude, this one fucked me up. Why? I was proofreading it last night or no, it was like two nights ago. And as soon as she got to the part where she was like, oh, my mom's like, hey, can you hand me my phone? And I was like, sure. And then she turned around and she was like, oh, my mom was asleep. My heart literally fell into my ass. And I was like, oh, no, it's a demon. Well, it's just me. No, it's not. Why not? If you were that scary of a demon, I would, I would not, we wouldn't be in the same room. So why are you still here? <laughs> Jeez, I mean, yeah, that absolutely freaked me out. And then every time she was like, I can smell things too. I was like, the only thing I could think about was how the owner of the conjuring house, when she says that she smells the dark entity in the basement and it smells like rotting flesh, it's the only thing I could think about. So what does it look like other than Edward Scissor's hands? Oh, I think it's like a female looking entity, but oh, it cool. could not be because no, I see the same thing. Yeah. It's kind of like literally like the thing in the conjuring house. Kind of yeah. like succubus thing. It, I, is there like a succubus for children? Because why is she talking to a child? Well, I, I, well, cause, uh, well, I just want to preface if people that are listening to this don't know what a succubus is, they are or succubus and incubus. It's the male and female demonic versions of sexual demons. But I've never heard of a sexual demon approaching a child, so... I don't think it's a succubus. Okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> it has motherly vibes. Right? It freaks me out. And the fact that it mimicked her mother, absolutely like, terrifying. I don't know if someone lived in the house prior that was, like, sad about a child. I don't think that that's the person. I think that that's the, like, manifested sad energy of it. Oh, got it. Because, I don't know, this entity is interesting because it's very, like, stereotypical, like, horror film where, I don't know, there's a lot of horror films about women losing their babies and, like, going psychotic or whatever. That's what this thing makes me feel like. <laughs> but it's not a person. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely. But it's, like, a real physical, like, like solid dark entity. Usually when, Spirica, like. I'd say, well, it's a very physical thing to go through. Mm. losing a child mm -hmm. interesting either way scary demon lady she looks like mark okay so my my sister-in-law keeps coming over to help us watch the baby and every time i come home adventure time is on and adventure time is one of those shows that i feel like is just cursed in and of itself it's haunted as shit you can't tell me it's not what do you mean Have you ever watched adventure time oh yeah it's fucked up there was Have you ever watched the regular show no. no. That's fucked up. It's more fucked up than Adventure Time? Yes. I mean, there was some cheeked up heart thing. His name was Ricardio because he's a heart. And the dude yeah. has like teeth that are way too like on his face. And then when he turns around, he's got little cheeks, little no, butt it's cheeks. It's just a really good fever dream. It's not haunted. <laughs> There's a difference between haunted and fever dream. I don't know. It. I, I can't fact. watch it. It really makes me feel like you I need to take a shower. No. I don't think we can be friends anymore. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a child show, though. And I, also I feel don't like. don't understand how you've never. It's not a child show, number one. It's Odd Cartoon Network. Watch, you should not allow your child to watch that. It's not a child show. And number two, I'm surprised you've never watched it. I mean, I've watched little things in there, but I don't remember it being so demonic. Like, what about the, the rainbow, rainbow princess? 
who's a, pre- a pegasus and a yeah the rainbow. Uni- yeah and she dates the and dog she, i think she speaks in french Kore- korean oh it's korean want to yeah. know how i know because subtitles are always on my television because bradley and his sister have adhd you can also watch i think it's puppy cat he makes <laughs> sounds <laughs> It's not a child show. You should not let your child watch that show. Just let it, you know, well, I told, let him be like 13 and then you can watch it. I told I told my sister-in-law, I was like, mm, once he understands what's going on, we're not watching this anymore because <laughs> it freaks me out. Anyways, the reason I'm bringing up Adventure Time is because the scary thing, Giselle, that was underneath your bed and like whispering sweet nothings in the tone of your mom's voice looks like a cross between a screamer banshee lady from a haunted scary movie and Marceline from Adventure Time. I like her. Marceline is cool, but the way her hair like hangs down, that's yeah. the way I see the face of the scary. And then scary there's a parallel universe where mm, she's a boy. <laughs> I think he, I think it's Marshall. That's funny. When, when she's a boy and she's like, uh, he's going to sleep you off your feet. Bad boy. You know, he can play the guitar. That's hilarious. <laughs> Sing you sweet nothings and fly. That's funny. You know? So anyways, yeah, we think that there was a scary scary black-handed lady claw mimic thingy underneath your bed for lots of traumatic reasons that existed before you lived in the house and while you lived in the house maybe after who knows so thank you Giselle for your story literally made me want to yeah it was not fun uh reading your story when I was reading it but thank you for bringing it in it definitely spooked me Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, next one is titled My Haunted Work, and it was sent in by Libby L. Thank you, Libby, for your submission. Libby says, hi, Em and Liv. I wanted to start by saying I absolutely love your content and how you make the metaphysical relatable. Now, I consider myself to be sensitive to spirits, but I generally don't try to connect anymore. A few years ago, I started working at an animal kennel that was owned by an emergency vet. About a month or two into working at this place, I would notice getting a weird feeling up on the second floor, but I generally didn't think too much of it. One day, I was getting to know the maintenance man better, and he mentioned to me that he thought I really looked like the former dog groomer who used to work there. He then goes on to tell me about how we have all these similarities. That was a good word. (laughs) Now you can't remove it. Damn. Similarities and casually told me that she died in the building of unknown causes. Ever since that day, for the next almost two years that I worked there, I would hear a woman's voice on occasion, and it always came from the same spot on the second floor, and I eventually learned to just greet the ghost and continue on with my job. This made me think about when I was reading it, how we went to the Wilson Castle, and when the lovely woman who owns the castle, I forget what her name was, do you remember? No. That's okay. Um, And we walked up that grand staircase, and I was like, why is there a weird man here? like taunting me and she's like oh that's fred he died on the stairs (laughs) it's just like i relate to you libby because you're just like why am i walking upstairs and i feel awkward yeah i felt like there was a woman before you started talking oh what else well she's kind of angry 
I don't know why she's angry. I think she's just annoyed with you. <laughs> Does she have dark hair? Um, it's brown. Okay. It's straight and kind of fluffy. It like goes like uh a little bit longer than shoulder length. Mm-hmm. And she's thin and like medium height. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like she's annoyed because you aren't listening. <laughs> Maybe. Because it's like weird that she's like weirded out that you can perceive her. Huh. Do you think she's annoyed because she knows that she can hear the things, but she doesn't want to hear it? Like the soul is annoyed with Libby because she knows Libby can listen to her, but Libby's like, eh, hey, bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Relatable. I used to do that as a child too. I was like, I can see you, but don't talk to me. I wonder how many spirits I pissed off doing that as a 10 year old. <laughs> Why won't you listen? All right. Anyways. So Libby continues by saying, eventually I learned to just greet the ghost on the second floor and continued on with my job. Well, one day me and two other coworkers were closing up the building. My female coworker and I were closing up the first floor while our male coworker closed the second floor. We were nearing the end of our closing routine when we suddenly heard loud banging footsteps coming from above us and it would move with us. So it was always directly above or just behind where we were. That's not her. I'm so glad you said that too. <laughs> Maybe that's why she wanted to listen. She wanted you to listen to her. Because mm. <laughs> she's like, scary Terry's on the second floor. Because <laughs> that's just like some poltergeisty thing. Right. It makes me feel like it's very masculine and she large. Something that goes boom in the night. Well, yeah, I don't think it has like a consciousness. Mm. Huh. That's cool. <laughs> we were nearing the end of our closing routine when we suddenly heard loud banging footsteps coming from above us and it would move with us. So it was always directly above or just behind where we were. Well, maybe footsteps is too light of a word because I swear it sounded like a 500 pound, eight foot tall person just stomping around on the floor above us. So we get on the radio for our coworker to see if he's still on the second floor and can explain the sound. He radios back to let us know that he's outside taking out the garbage. So there is absolutely nobody who's supposed to be on the second floor at this time. My female coworker and I put on our brave faces and armed ourselves with large items in case we needed them and went upstairs to just make sure that A, no animals had escaped from their cages and B, there were no people up there. I want to know, like, Libby... You said that you armed yourself with large objects. I just, I wish you would have specified what those large objects were. Because the only thing I can think of is you're at a small vet clinic, which limits the size of the things that you could have to an extent. But also you have like a lot of things and that could be pokey, proddy and hurtful. And I just want to know if you grabbed any of those things or you just grabbed like a freaking telephone book and like a trash can. Like I, like what did you grab? The, I don't know. It's not like you're at your house, so people can be like, oh, it was like a frying pan or something. No, you got like, you got some shit. Anyways, after making sure there were no people and no escaped animals, we went back downstairs with your large objects, I assume, and tried to finish our closing routine. We were standing by the computer where we clock out when suddenly we overheard the loud thudding footsteps once more, except this time they sounded like they were running at us from upstairs. I'm not kidding when I say we ran out of that building so fast. I was quite literally pushing my coworker to get him out of the building faster, and we never had anything quite that dramatic happen again. But I would still hear voices talking upstairs that I could never quite make out. So what do you think? Do you think that the spirits of the dead dog groomer was haunting my building, or you do you think it was something else? I've had a lot of other experiences with the paranormal over the years, but this is definitely 
my most dramatic, but not my only story. Libby L. She's not the one making the noises. For sure not. And I feel like the talking. It's residual. Yeah. It's not her. Mm-hmm. Do I see her because I medium and that happens? Yes. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why she died though. She says it's complicated. It's a lot of things that people would think, but also not think. So anyways, next story. Okay. The story is the unexplainable energy in my home. By Taylor M. Okay. This is a collaboration of events that have occurred in my home, that of which I have been living in since I was seven. My first experience with this energy occurred when I was playing hide and seek in the house with my cousins. I chose to hide in the closet of my bedroom on top of the cubbies behind some clothes. I sat there for a little over seven minutes before I started to get bored and decided to look around. I don't know why, but I was drawn to look down the back of the cubby, the side facing the wall, and saw a distorted face looking back at me. It's pretty fuzzy, but I remember it as a depressed-looking woman as soon as I locked eyes with it. I jumped and fell off the cubby, banged my head on the closet. Ever since then, I have become more sensitive to it, (laughs) and I do converse with it ever so often. Interesting... Right? That's what I thought. The only thing I could think about when I read this was the Sin and Mini Monster from Chowder. Another time, my best friend and I was spending the night and we were washing our faces before we went to bed. It was like 2 a.m. I was in my room when all of a sudden she comes running in and slams the door, which woke up the whole house. So when we say she, do we mean the best friend or the the Face lady person. I think the best friend. Because <laughs> I'm tight. Hold on, I lost my spot. It's the power of the Lord. She looked <laughs> down. She looked downright terrified, and I asked what. She looked downright terrified, and as I asked her what happened, and she said it sounded like someone was walking directly behind her. We have carpet, so shuffling. <laughs> And as it suddenly sped up, she ran into my room. In that moment, I realized I experienced the same thing all the time, but was used to it. Another instance was with my grandmother, who doesn't believe in anything other than the Lord. (laughs) That's why I told you it was the Lord. (laughs) She yelled for me to come into the living room one day, saying she saw someone looking at her from the outside of the window. She was terrified, so I grabbed my bat and my dog and went into the backyard to investigate. There was nothing. She did this a few more times after that, and each time I told her there is definitely something that we can't see here. There is no known deaths at my home, aside from my grandfather in 2021, but a few negative things have happened there. One night, I was in the living room on the phone with my mother, When we got into the subject of spirits, I was telling her my theories of negative and positive energies when the room suddenly went cold and I felt really nauseous and anxious. I told her I think I said something that manifested it, so I changed the subject. Every time I leave my room late at night, I get the sense I'm annoying it, that I was now intruding on their time to roam the home. One measure I've taken is that when I enter my room to sleep, I call my dog by name instead of just saying, come in. And I no longer feel watched at night since I've done that. I've watched you guys for a little while and I love your videos as a lot of my theories have matched what you have said. Although my experiences are not very awe-striking, 
I would love to know what you sense around me and in my home. Looking forward to new videos. Sick. And who was that? Taylor. Thanks, Taylor. First joking hypothesis is that the thing running at people down the hallway and following them is the Lord because you can't escape the Lord. What is that? <laughs> you can't run from the Lord. <laughs> um, I was, I don't think that your house is the thing that's haunted by like someone that died there or something. Cause I know that you talk about your grandfather dying there. He's not there, obviously. I, I, I don't mean to say obviously as I'm like, obviously I've been watching a lot of love Island. Have you ever watched Love Island, Emily? No. Okay. I figured you might have maybe because you like to watch reality TV shows more than me, but it's uh, it's my smut television that I've been watching and specifically Love Island, Australia. They all go, obviously, like literally all that and full baked. Yeah. That and no, instead of no. Interesting. <laughs> Anyways, I feel like the land that your house is built on is haunted or it is not necessarily haunted, but has a lot of energy in it, which is what helps manifest the things that are messing with your house because it's inside and outside. Because I think the thing that runs at you or like follows you behind in the hallway is different from the thing that was outside that your grandma was seeing. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. Because I was like, it's not the house. I think it's the land. And because the house sits on it, the house is haunted. It's like one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Is your house in a swamp? A swamp. Get out of me. It's it's actually Shrek. <laughs> mm-hmm. That uh, your Shrek is haunting your house. <laughs> you just hear Shrek is love. Shrek is life. <laughs> Interesting. You ever seen that? No. It's horrifying. <laughs> Don't watch it. I'm surprised. I've seen one scary YouTube thing that you haven't seen. Usually you're like, you don't know you what this is. You think it's scary? They're it's, talking about Shrek. Well, it's creepy. Okay. It's kind of like old Greg, but a little more creepy. I'm old Greg. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine old Greg, but with Shrek. Ew. Exactly. <laughs> All right. I need to pick a story, and I think I'm going to do The Two Nightmares and a Miracle by Before Jojo Christmas. K. What? The Two Nightmares Before Christmas. That's I should have been titled. used to think that The Nightmare Before Christmas was horrifying. You think Courage the Cowardly Dog is horrifying? It is. You can't tell me that it's not. You think Adventure Time is horrifying? Oh, wait. Did we talk about the weird depressed lady that was behind the cubby? No. We should talk about that, too. <laughs> Makes me think about the Cinnamini Monster, which I already said from Chowder, where they go into... If you've never watched Chowder, just watch it. Maybe I'll make a meme for it. We'll see. Um He's just this little purple monster and he's sad all the time and he just wants people to see, be in his cinnamon home and play board games with him. But if you beat him at a board game, then you can leave. So every time you're about to beat him, he throws a board game away and then goes, huh, and makes you play another one. Mm. That's the only thing I can think about is like, you just, Taylor, you look behind this cubby hole and you're just, huh, sad face. That's horrifying. Don't ask to play board games with it because it'll trap you forever in its tiny cinnamon home. You just have to beat them at the board game before they throw it away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's the hard part. Because if he just exactly. takes the board game and yeets it across the room, then you're you like. You have to be that good. Mm. Well, I mean, we, we kind of answered the question because the, the land is haunted, not the house. But I just, that absolutely tears. And you're like, and then I just talk to it more. 
I would do that. I became friends with the Cine Mini Monster that lives behind the cubby hole. Well, remember when there was a dark thing that came out of my tarot cards and then I like asked it what was going on and who it was? Like, how do you do, sir? And you were like, oh, and I was like. I vaguely remember sitting now? in your living room and seeing it manifest. Mm-hmm. How did that turn out? Well, no, ask it. Well, it's not around anymore. So that's how it turned out. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, Taylor, for your story. I appreciate you. All right. Jojo K says, two miracles and a nightmare. So we're going to have three stories with this one. It's a good time. I believe I did not proofread this one. So I don't know what I'm about to say. I just stopped reading it because it was very... Very well written. So, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about this one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Jojo says, <laughs> Me, 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 me. I was just a small child when I ended up in a church with a devil. Red flames, broken windows, ruined benches, and in the middle of it all, my 10 year old self and a devil staring her down. That was me. Literally, it just, I stopped it. I was like, This is good. We're going to read this one. <laughs> it literally starts like the beginning of an epic movie. <laughs> You talking to a demon and was the demon me? What? I was just thinking about if you were a demon, what you'd look like. <laughs> Who? Why would I have to look any different? I would think you... that you would look like the little devil man from Enchanted. How do you know that I'm not a demon now? But maybe pink. I mean, you could be. Wouldn't that be the best disguise? Isn't that how like all of... Uh... What's that show that I always forget the name of? Terminator. <laughs> get back to the body. Because <laughs> you're a demon, Reno. You got to get back in the body, not the chopper. I have no idea what you're talking about. That's what, yeah, you make a Terminator joke, but yeah. then you don't talk, get back to the chopper. No? No. It's liter- that's the only thing I know about the Terminator movie. Have I ever watched it? No. I thought Terminators were about robots that look like people. Maybe I'm getting it wrong. I'm really bad with pop culture. What are we talking about? I don't know. You were a devil. I am a devil. All right. So Jojo says, I cannot say to have experienced a lot of supernatural things in my life, but when something does happen, it forever imprints itself in my memory. I can recall it as if it just happened, and that's how I know it carries some meaning or life lesson. But anyways, here are the three extraordinary stories from my not show, Extraordinary Life. Like literally, where the fuck did you come from, Jojo? Why are you writing like this? Get out of here. I'm kidding. Uh, Keep writing things to us. Story one, guided meditation, connecting with spirit guides, question mark. And I also like how you wrote out question mark in parentheses. The story goes, I was casually browsing the internet when I came across a guided guided visualization meditation, tongue twister, which was meant to help connect you with your spirit family. I felt drawn to it and decided to follow along. During the meditation, for the very first time that I recall, I left my body to a higher vibrational space where the following interactions occurred. I materialized on a long pathway made of bright silver light, so bright it could hurt my eyes, but it didn't. It felt holy. I couldn't locate the source of the light. No lamps, no candles. It was as if everything was light. Around me, I saw walls that didn't look tangible, but rather like a combination of clouds mixed with silver, mindfully crafted and pulled into shapes that started to resemble a never-ending temple complex. The walls were as tall as the sky, fading a little lighter the higher they reached. I also saw some smooth Greek-like columns and arches. 
The only way I could tell a wall from a pillar was the ever so slightly darker shade of gray acting like a contour for the heavenly scene. This makes me feel like the story that Charles told us. I think it was Charles, one of our patrons, where they had a dream and they were in some sort of like train station-esque spiritual realm and they described it similarly to how Jojo is. So then what is that? Maybe they're in like a heavenly space. Or purgatory. <laughs> or oh oh okay. Or well, purgatory. You know, it, oh, I know what purgatory is though. I've never known what it was until we did the, the Dante's Inferno. Jesus Christ. I okay. thought purgatory was punishment, like hell or something, but it's not. It's just the leeway thing where you just sit in a castle and like drink Moscato. Yeah, have you ever watched Harry Potter? Um where Harry Potter dies for a second and Dumbledore's like, Hey look, you killed half of Voltorbord's soul, he's under this bench. And he's just and like at a train yeah! station. Was it a train station? Yeah. Huh. That's <laughs> what it makes me think of. You're welcome. Interesting. Okay. We actually are after projecting into the Harry Potter world. <laughs> Is Dumbledore Dumbledore there? Dumbledore. Dumbledore. <laughs> My first impression of this place was that it was a realm between realms, a temporary soul stop, if you will. Purgatory. That makes sense. Did you die, Jojo? Or did you astral project? Well, they still have the string tied to them. That's true. A temporary soul stop, if you will. The middle lands of creation, a place where souls and spirit can meet others while still being bound by the physicality of their being. At the same time, light beings appeared near me, maybe three or four gathered on the path with me. One of them calmly approached and wrapped his arms around my shoulders as if to welcome me. Energetically speaking, of course, as he was still a blob of light at that point. And I felt his loving intent. He was giving off a male protective energy. The closer he got, the better I could make up his features. He was tall and slim with an oval, soft face and long black hair resting in slim strands on his shoulder and down his chest. East Asian looking with fox-shaped eyes dressed in a flowy tunic dress like from a Wuxia drama. He felt like a guardian or a father figure with a lot of compassion and warmth. He spoke to me with audible words. I'm sure it would be something like, it'll be okay. You've got this. The scene changed to an area with a round donut-shaped table. There were seven seats, three on each side and one right in the middle across from where I was standing. The front of it was empty as if designed for me to join in. The table was placed on a rounded platform with stairs and the background was full of columns and arches with bluish skies and clouds made of the same light as everything else. Everything was one. The father-like guide from before was seated on my right-hand side, closest to me. I couldn't focus on the other members, still overwhelmed by what happened just a moment ago, but I did feel like I knew them all. I knew about them my whole life, or rather, my whole existence as a soul. They didn't take on any forms, but I could sense their energy. Each was as unique as it was wonderful, radiating pure love and comfort towards me and one another. The spirit sitting across from me was the leader of the team, or at least it looked like that, from the way they were sitting. After a short while, I felt overwhelmed with emotions and disconnected from the state. I woke up in my physical body with teary eyes. Then, I was still pretty new to the supernatural and or spiritual things, and it left me wondering, where did I go and who will I meet? Still, looking back at it now, it was a wonderful experience, knowing that someone has your back and loves you unconditionally, makes this doll-looking life of a human a bit more bearable. Dude, I think she met her spirit guides. Weird. Because I think that's what that was. All I like while I was reading it, I was thinking like, oh, okay, maybe this is like where souls go 
after they die and they like meet people and they talk about like what they did and what they didn't do. Cause that's like a leeway type thing as far as I understand from talking to souls and spirit guides. But then at the end I got the clear cognizant information from the, the guy that she was talking about. And he was like, we're her spirit guides. And I was like, God damn. Interesting. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. So she was in this sort of space, but she wasn't supposed to do anything. So they just were like, you can walk around, but this is who we are, which is why her soul was like, I know you. And I thought it was because, you know, separation is an illusion. So every soul knows each other no matter what. But at yeah, at the end, that was a very clear cognizant thing. So I think you were, you were right about being in a sort of heavenly leeway place. But I think the people that were around you at the table were your spirit guides. All right, second story from JoJo. It's titled, See You Later, Alligator. This time it was a dream, or was it? On a separate occasion, yet still somewhat connected to story one, I was leaving a place built out of bright silver-ish light. Okay, so I assume you're doing another like guided meditation. Oh, because she was trying to meet her spirit family too in the first one. I totally forgot about that. So that would make sense because your spirit guides, I think, are a part of your spirit family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I talked to a woman the other day. She had a past life with a person from the medieval times and her spirit guide literally stepped forward as like the armor from medieval times and it was funny because he was like er, 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 <laughs> as he like walked up and he gave me the clear cognizant information of like she has a past life with medieval things and I looked at her and I was like so what questions do you have from for your spirit guide and she was she asked I just want to know about a past life and I literally looked at her and we both said medieval at the same time. And I was like, no, wow. <laughs> it was really funny. It was like one of those like jinx, you owe me a Coke type things, but her spirit guide literally looked like a suit of armor. It was just funny. Interesting. Yeah. So Jojo says on a separate occasion, yet still somewhat connected by to story one, I was leaving a place built out of bright silver ish light. The gate looked like a sky tall lava wall with a slit opening, which you could walk through. Dude, are you at the gates of heaven? My fucking God. Like in the Incredibles movie, but replace lava with light. Okay. Got it. The moment I looked back, I knew what place it was. The very same temple complex I had visited before, but this time I was being escorted back to the physical realm. There was a familiar presence on my left. The path we walked was slightly curved to the right, which led to even more light. I could see past that, but I knew it was where we said goodbye. I turned to face my companion, starting to sense my emotions slipping out of my control. The spirit who was accompanying me had a female energy, a mother-like presence. I felt I had known her since forever. She had a semi-formed petite figure and pixie cut. She reminded me of Tinkerbell. I didn't remember what I was doing with her prior, but I gave in to my emotions and started sobbing, asking her if I could stay a bit longer. I felt at home after all. I probably sounded like a little spoiled brat to her as she became quite fed up and replied, stop it now, you will be back. The way she said it made me feel like it was the most obvious thing one could say to another. I could see her rolling her eyes at me. She's a mother type, all right, a strict one at that, but caring. The moment she had said those words, I trusted her completely. I didn't need to hear anything else. I took the last glance at the gate and the curved path behind me and left through the light, defeated yet hopeful. I woke up in my bed with my right cheek stuck to my pillow, drenched in tears, bittersweet tears. Nevertheless, because I knew I will be back. If there is one thing I learned from this dream, it's that goodbyes aren't real. We never lose anyone and we'll see them again later. We just need to be patient. That's cute. I like it. 
I like your interpretation of like spirit. Do you think she astro projects and then have streams about it? Yeah. That's the only thing I could think about. Because I do that. <laughs> that's fun. Because astro projection, you're basically leaving the physical realm for a second. So it could have like astro projection itself. A lot of people don't remember because it just happens in the one instance because you're leaving time and coming back. So a lot of times that will happen or I feel like disassociated from my body and then I'll have dreams about what happened right after. I have a question Mm -hmm. since you astral project and I Mm -hmm. don't believe that I do. I'm much more skeptical about it for myself personally, which is why I want to ask you questions. I keep having these dreams that are repetitive in the fact of the dream that like, you know, when you're in a dream, the surroundings are a thing. I keep having dreams where I go back to the same surroundings, the same people. And in the dream, it's not necessarily that I know that I'm dreaming, but I remember where I was in the dream, like the place that I'm at and the people. So for example, this is probably the second or third time I've had this dream where I'm outside of my home, but it's not my home because it has like the attached car garage and then like the cul-de-sac down the street, things like that. But Two men live there and there's this woman that lives in their house. And when you walk in through the attached car garage, the house looks different and it's not my house. It's like a ranch style and it's haunted. There's spooky things. And this lady is like a witch doctor or something. I don't know any other like good way to put it because she freaks me out in the dream. But I remember being in the dream that I had like two days ago and I was like, hmm, I've been here before. And I know that the lady's in the house with her two friends that are girls that she freaks me out. And like all these things, Bradley, my husband was outside talking to the two guys that also live in the house and own it. And I knew like if I wanted to go somewhere where I could go, it was like visiting a friend's house type thing. But this, you didn't go to this house and physically. No, okay. I only, sure and it's o- about something and then go to the house actually. Yeah, no, everything yeah. in my dream always seems very dreamy. It's like something out of a, uh, I don't know, out of like a weird movie. I don't know. I feel like your soul, you're a time soul. So, you know, past, present and future, whether you want to or not. So I feel like your soul astro projects through timelines to see how things are going to work and manipulate how it's going to work. So you dream about certain premonitions in a dreamy like way. Okay. I'm I'm going to have to reprocess that when I edit the podcast. It's just weird. Your guides tell me that. It is you figuring out your emotions about certain things based upon what's going to happen. That's what they said. It's like premonition stuff that you don't want to accept. Okay. It just doesn't feel like it's real life though, because the things that happen yeah. in my dreams don't make sense. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. Cause That's what happens to me? Wh- what is that? You know, like that one painting where there's like clocks that are dripped over places in like a desert. Yeah. That's what my dreams are like. That weird. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That's how my astral projection dreams are like. Okay. I just feel like if you're astral projecting or something, it would be like exactly what it was like, what it's like here. So is it like that when you dream about things that you experienced physically in your everyday life? I never dream about things I've experienced physically in my everyday life. You do. You just warp it. I guess so. so. Like if you had popcorn before you went to sleep and then you started dreaming about being in a giant bowl of popcorn or some shit 
you're not going to have like a regular dream about that. Or like if you're dreaming about being in your underwear because you have a test, that's not happening either. You know what I'm saying? Your brain just makes it weird so that you can understand it in a different manner. So you're not going to dream it the same way that it actually happened in the astral. It's just weird. It doesn't make sense. I just don't know why I keep going to these same dreamscapes, for lack of a better word. And I'm like, huh, I've been here before. Okay, is this true? Yes. It's because you go back to the same dream over and over again because you have a hard time accepting things. Mm, Okay. Okay, one last question that's on a side note. Okay. This is the second or third time, and it's been in different dreamscapes, so not the same environment. I have these giant ash fish that literally look like a cross between a flounder, so like those flat things that swim in the ocean, a grommy, because I know you know what a grommy looks like, and Dory from Finding Nemo, and these giant fish that are like half the size of the table or the size of the table that we're on right now are just dead in my dream. And no one says anything about them. But in the dream, I'm thinking to myself, like, why are all of these dead fish here? And in the last dream, since it's like the second or third time that these dead fish have just been lying everywhere, I'm like, is anyone going to do anything about this? Like, why are these fish here? Why is no one doing anything about it? And I have no idea what these fish mean. They're in my dreams. Your spirit guides say, why are you not doing anything about the dead fish? But why do they look like that? Why are they there? Sometimes they're swimming around like, the, la- the most recent dream. You get caught up in the details before actually figuring out the problem. Sorry, I'm just saying what your spirit guides are saying. Okay. There's a yellow one that's next to you. That's fine. I just, I don't know what these giant ash fish are. Well, remember when I used to give you readings about the burning village? Yeah. It's like that. Okay. Walking away from the burning village instead of going and figuring out why it's on fire. And there's just fish everywhere stinking up my dream. That's just in a different interpretation of it. Everyone's ignoring the problem. And you're like, why is it? There is a problem here. No one's and knowing. Yeah, no, no one does any. It. It's an interpretation of you doing the same thing. Okay. Because no one does anything <laughs> about it. And I'm like, there are fish here. And I just think about it. And I'm like, okay, well, no one else thinks it's weird. So I'm just going to keep ignoring the fish. Anyways. Don't okay. Ignore your problems. From the beyond, your spirit can say so. I mean, I don't, I don't, f- I don't feel like I am, but it's just, anyways. Okay, we'll figure it out. It's for another time. But thanks for. I just, I'm like, why do the dreams look this way? And I remember them, anyways. Okay, yeah, so I think it's from Shaggy because he's yellow. Mm, emotional intelligence that would make sense. Hmm. Okay. Anyways, if you guys are interested in learning more about our spirit guides that we're talking about and astral projection and things like that. If you're new to the podcast, just go listen to other ones. Click through whatever you're looking at, whether it's on our Metapsychics Extra YouTube channel or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever it is. Just go listen to some ones that you think look interesting because I try to make the titles fun sometimes. All right. Anyways, this is the last story from Jojo K and it says story three in quotes, spoopy. My stalker is a devil. Jojo says, I grew up to be a rather fearless person. The belief in oneness and, as M likes to say, separation is an illusion, gave me the comfort and confidence to live with an accepting and loving attitude. Yet this dream keeps on lingering in my memory, like a little hungry leech causing havoc and unsettledness in my heart. It happened when I was a small child attending primary slash elementary school, so it's no wonder that it terrified me at the time. 
I grew up as a Catholic and was told times and times again to fear the unknown and the dark side of creation. The very same fear that was planted in me made me keep on thinking about this dream to this day, hence me wanting to include it in this lengthy story entry. It's the last one, I promise. All I could see was red. I was standing inside a big empty church engulfed in red light. Its walls were black like obsidian with occasional small windows letting in some moonlight. There were old cloth torches hung on the walls, but the source of the red light seemed to be the air itself. The ground was packed with broken wooden benches, metal candle holders, and ruined pieces of ceremonial rugs. Below the main altar, the broken pieces of furniture and ripped tapestry formed a massive fire pit. I walked slowly towards it, captivated by the flames as if in a trance. The flames were dancing high, almost as high as the remains of the old roof above. It was clear to me no human used this place for a long time. As I got closer to the fire, dark shadows started to form around me. I felt a strange presence behind me and instinctively turned my head around, only to notice a red-skinned devil-like figure staring me down with its neon yellow eyes. Dude, that fucking scares the shit out of me. I had a dream about this scary, horrible, shapeless, but had a shape, like, scary lady in, like, a sleep paralysis dream that I had when I was little, and she had yellow eyes. Absolutely terrified me. Things with yellow eyes are no joke. That's the dream in which you astral projected. Your spirit guide told you that you astral projected into your house. Oh, I remember that. That was like one of the first times we talked about astral projection. That's why you remember it that way, because you remember being in your house. Yeah, it was scary. It was like one of those nightmares where you wake up in the nightmare. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So anyways... I felt a strange presence behind me and instinctively turned my head around only to notice a red-skinned devil-like figure staring me down with its neon yellow eyes. His dark horns looked unproportionally large for his super skinny features. His stature was tall and his presence strong, but it seemed he skipped too far many meals. The last thing I noticed before getting into panic and forcing myself to wake up was a blood-red trident in his right hand. I remember using this dream as a horror story for one of my literature essays and getting an A. Dude, if you fucking wrote what you're writing right now, Jojo, you'd get an A. I'm your literacy teacher. A. A plus. So I guessed it wasn't that bad after all. Still, as much as it may seem like a childish imagination full of religious stereotypes, it did terrify me. I recall asking myself, am I cursed? Will I get haunted or worse, possessed? And other things a small child could come up with. P.S. I'd like to thank you all for your energy and time you put into Metapsychics. Your efforts are hard to miss. I'm so happy to have crossed paths with you. I have learned so much from you and was able to improve my Claire's too. Aww. So once again, thank you. Here's some more fun videos, collabs, and podcast episodes. Also, here's a little cheeky dad joke because I listen to you on Spotify and cannot write anything as part of my review. (laughs) If you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts or Metapsychics Extra, If you give us a dad joke, we'll put it in the episode. And instead of putting it at the end, Jojo, here's your dad joke. Jojo says, did Eve ever have a date with Adam? You mean like the fruit? Yeah. (laughs) No, just an apple. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's a good one. I liked it. Made me laugh. (laughs) Okay, so what do you think about the last story? I think you in the astral met some sort of high spiritual being because I see him being big and there, I don't know that that happened to you in your dream necessarily, but they're showing it to me bigger because he's, uh, has more energy than you mere mortal. The demon thing? Yeah. 
Dude, it's so scary. Okay. Things with yellow eyes. I oh, mean, like, I don't think they're scary. I just think that they're some dark, higher dimensional being. Which is terrifying. And that's your brain's interpretation of it in your dream. But I don't know. I feel like she goes a lot of places in the astral and then dreams about them. I think we should have listener stories just with yellow-eyed demons because I want to, oops, I want to know if they're a thing. I feel like your spirit guides say that the reason why you're so good at writing things and your imagination is so vast is because you have the ability to go to the creative conscious where most people don't. Like, do you have lucid dreams? Because I feel like that's potentially something that you do. Mm. But that's also why your dreams are so vivid. Jojo's? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Thanks for your stories, Jojo. I appreciated reading them. Okay. This story is a Patreon priority. It's titled, My Spirit Guides Told Me I'm an Elemental Water Shaman. And his name is John B. What's up, John? He talked about us, or talked about this in the Discord server, too. So if you guys are interested in being on the Discord server with the rest of the patrons and having a fun community where you can talk to everybody... Join Patreon and your listener stories will get priority, like John's. Prelude. <laughs> he's he's very intense with his story. This year has been shit. <laughs> True. Can, can confirm. Yes. But it was through that that I realized how disconnected I was, especially to the claircognizant voice I didn't realize I relied upon. Also same. A few life events into this, I realized I needed to reconnect. Insert spiritual awakening joke here. Yeah. Same. As you know, spirit doesn't do anything by accident. And after I met a Reiki healer and then met her again six months later, I figured out I was meant to connect with her. So I got some Reiki healing and let me tell you, wow, not the Reiki was amazing. It is. But because for the two times I received it, I could, with my eyes closed, see her white ball of healing energy emanate from her hand as she walked around me. Okay, I can see energy sometimes. Cool. In my continued effort to connect with my guides and recenter my clairs, I bought a shadow tarot deck to practice and grow. So my friend Reiki Healer and I did a mediumship share. I would give her a tarot reading while she channeled an Akashic record reading. Now this is where it gets wild. During the records reading, I asked, why thunderstorms? Because I found thunderstorms to be soothing meditation sounds for me because I can't visualize. First thing out of her mouth, I see a schematic storm. We dive into this a little bit, but the truth was already confirming what I believed my intuition was starting to unravel. Water is how I ground, water is how I channel, and water has been in my entire life way more than the average person. I am connected to water. I wonder if I am water at this point. So, in the climax to this whole story... I saw your videos on YouTube and that you sometimes use a pendulum. I thought, that's cool. Maybe this can help me communicate with my guides. I head to a nearby metaphysical shop, and as I walk past the pendulum display, I step on a floorboard and then appears to shake the pendulums. 
but not all of them. One very specific black tourmaline pendulum is shaking. I buy it. When I get home and after I situate myself for the night, I grab my journal, the pendulum, and invite my guides to communicate with me. After giving me their signs for yes and no, I ask a few strategic questions. Does my soul have water connection? Yes. Am I a water shaman? Yes. Are the shamans for all four element types? Yes. While there were more questions before and after, this part of the discussion was mind-blowing. What I thought was a journey to reconnect with spirit just arrived at a totally unknown location, and now I'm on a journey to understand my shaman heritage, history, and what that means for me in this lifetime. Thank you for the reading and using my story. Thanks, John. I don't know. I feel really connected to water personally, too, so I can relate to that. The uh, last spirit guide that I had pop in, besides the spirit guide video that Em is going to post soon, post haste, happened to me when I was in the shower. They were like, hey, bitch, I'm here. Oh, shower thoughts, spirit guides, spiritual awakenings, water. I like it. When I worked at Starbucks, I was really stressed out because I was working from like 530 in the morning until like two or three in the afternoon. It sucked. And um, one day in the summertime, I literally just went to the park and I sat in the river by myself for like an hour (laughs) and then it was going to thunderstorm. So I went home. Made me feel a lot better. Okay. So what about the story? (laughs) Are we just talking about water? Oh, that's just how I relate to it. I mean, I feel like John is on his own spiritual awakening journey of trying to figure out his shamanistic heritage. I don't know a lot about shamans. I don't know specifically what they are or what they do. I believe they're like healers and spiritual mediums in a, in a, in certain ways and things like that. I talked to people once that made a, a psychic medium reading with me and they were both shamans. It was a husband and wife duo and they lived in their RV. That was very nice. And I talked to their pets they had a dog that didn't like the rest of the dogs that they lived with interesting and i asked them like oh well because it came up in the reading about like what they do and they're like we're shamans we travel everywhere and i was like that's cool Mm -hmm. the only thing i know about shamans (laughs) so yeah i don't know it's pretty cool yeah i mean i've never heard of that before so i feel like what past life shaman dude what do you mean does he have a past life that's a shaman Oh, probably, which is why he's talking about, like, shaman heritage. Like, he has a link to it, like, ancestrally or spiritually or both. So is he water then? Well, that's the other thing. I don't, because he asked his pendulum and his guides, like, are there shamans for each four elements? That's something I've also never heard before. But, Um, I mean, why not? I've talked to people that have past lives as water. Well, my spirit guides are saying that he's a life being. Like, you're a life being. You're one of the things that make up life. And then someone said, water is life. That's why you both feel connected to water. Mm, that makes sense. I mean, we're all just cucumbers walking around, let's be honest. Yeah, but I do not feel connected to water. Water hurts me. <laughs> water hurts me? Yeah. Death soul. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I've talked to someone that had a past life as a river, which was cool. And their significant other had a past life as, like, the rock around the water, which was interesting as well. Yeah. Water is life-giving. Yeah, the only thing I could think about when you were like, am I water? I feel like I am just water. I was like, you are water. You're 98% water. You're a cucumber. (laughs) 
Wow. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Goddamn. Well, you're you're trying to be, re- I'm sorry, John, you're trying to be like serious and you're sharing your story, which I 100% appreciate and I enjoyed reading, but I was like, cucumber. <laughs> What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. So, did you guys like our listener stories? If you did, let us know by commenting below, depending on where you're listening at, or giving us a thumbs up and rating our show positively. If you don't like our show, please don't tell me because I will cry. Did you know that we have a YouTube channel too? (laughs) I was just sitting there. I blanked. I have to pee so bad. I think I'm actually more than 98% water right now. Mm. So, (laughs) we did a dad joke. We offer readings on our website. Some people have been discovering more of our YouTube channel and they're like, do you do readings? Where do we find one? On our website, which is a fun time. Em does tarot readings and charm readings and smoke readings. And uh, we also have exclusive services for Patreon, which is like past life readings and spirit guide drawings. It's a good time. But until next time, we are your meta sa kicks. Oh yeah, if you guys have yellow-eyed demon stories, I need you to send them in and just put the title of like listener story, but yellow-eyed demon, because I need to know if they're a thing. Okay, bye.